acclaimed heavy metal and hard rock bass player Martin Anderson is our special guest on episode 20, season 2 of Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris. Hey, Martin Anderson, how you doing today? Hey, what's going on, brother? So where, where, are, you, um, where are you based these days? Uh, we're, I'm uh, outside LA. I'm kind of a couple hours outside LA. So, but I lived in Hollywood for, I think, 12 years. Did the whole Hollywood scene back in my yeah. younger days and and um, moved out, out a little bit on the greenery in the woods, and but still, you know, fairly close to LA. So it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there's some nice, uh, like, not even really suburbs, but just within an hour, there's some really cool places. Um, yeah. So you're originally from Sweden, right? Did you, you didn't grow up in Stockholm, but you were kind of like near Stockholm. Yeah, it was, it was about 10, 15 minutes outside Stockholm. Yeah. Um, uh, it's an interesting story. I guess, I think it adds a little bit to it coming over here at a young age, but yet having that upbringing of the, that European way of looking at things, it gives me right. some distance and, you know, some, you um, some safety in some way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's quite a music scene. And I mean, a lot of people like they know now it's really within like even like the last 10, 15 years, like the Swedish scene, Finnish, there's a lot of Finnish metal bands that have, have become really well known. Oh, yeah. A lot of guys that you've actually toured with, with the bands that you've been with in the States. But so what was your like originally when you're, you're, you're growing up in Sweden, you're listening to bands like Kiss and Maiden and were those like your big influences or? Sweden was very big on, on the Europe. Uh, the British invasion type metal stuff. So okay. it was really cool. You know, Priest, Saxon, Maiden, you know, I was from that era. Those guys were like, in that time period, they're like everywhere, right? So yeah, like, right. you can't, you almost could not be influenced if you're rock bassist. Yeah, right. So, but, you know, so they had a good, good, uh, you know, Swedish metal scene, the earlier ones. And then later yeah. on, the one you're talking about now is the one that, you know, Meshuggah and all those other guys that came out of Gothenburg, you know? Right, right. It's interesting because, Sweden's fairly small country. I mean, it's like 10 million people, but right. you know, they had the Abbas and the rock set and all this other pop stuff too that uh, that sort of made it into mainstream. Yeah. So um, you know, it's 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 a it was a good place to be, and if you were an artist at that point, right? And I'll tell you one of the reasons, um, which I I'm a big advocate of here too. Sweden had a lot of after school programs. And, you know, hockey, that's why they got a lot of hockey players, right? There's a freaking hockey rink that, you know, this changed over the years. But when I grew up, it, sure. was, it was the big thing. They had two rehearsal studios in my high school that was open for anybody. Oh, awesome. So it was a big after school sort of program. And, you know, God knows where I would have been. I went down there one day and, uh, you know, I started fiddling around, didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I had seen Kiss and I was like, all right, all right I want to I be like Gene, right? So... You know, and that's how it started. So, I mean, it, yeah, like you know, when I remember, like, I'm probably, I'm, I, how old are you actually? I, I'm probably older than you are, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing my late 40s. Very okay, late. cool. Yeah. Cause like I remember as a kid, like I'm in junior high and Kiss came out with Kiss Alive too. Like you open up the record and like that picture, right? It was like, I mean, how many kids got into playing music because of that? <laughs> oh, my God. It's just unreal. And you're, you're, we didn't have a lot. We had like two TV stations in Sweden, right? It was like TV one and TV two. That was right, all the yeah. ones, right? At yeah. that point. And you managed to actually see something for Kiss. Like, you know, all you knew of the person was, and, and that was the magic, right? You got the record, you're reading into what you see on the record. You may be able to read some interviews somewhere, right? But there was not 
Booty, it's twice. I mean, now you, you can find out what Gene Simmons. Yeah, now it's for, everywhere for, for breakfast, right? <laughs> you know, he's posting pictures of his, you know, uh, you, you know, his breakfast item, you know, and where he yeah, is. And, yeah, but yeah. so it was this little sort of a magic feel to that, and it's like, oh, I want to do that, and you know, that's kind of yeah. how it started. And then I, you know, got more into it, Maiden and Michael Schenker and UFO and all that's good, Deep Purple and Blackmore and Rainbow and all this cool stuff. So yeah. So like the classics and the, even what was going on modern, like it's it's, it's such a, a fun scene. So when you moved to LA when you were 18, right? How, yeah. How did, that, how did that happen? I did. I, I actually, I went to Musicians Institute because that's at the time, that's how you got the grant from the Swedish government and we got the B-side here. Right. So, you know, and I, and then I did that last, you know, it's just tons of partying and just having fun. And, and, but I also learned a lot. I mean, I'll, I've told, the story before but i remember sitting next to a guy we were doing sort of an audition for the for the school which class level you were in right yeah. and i'm sitting next to this guy i'm this shy little swedish guy right 18 there's a guy sitting next to me and he's got jewelry all over and he's got this freaking killer custom made like fender or something you know crazy bass and <laughs> yeah. he's sitting there talking up a storm like oh my band we got a record deal coming up and we're playing we're gonna make it huge and i'm sitting there going getting smaller and smaller feeling so intimidated, <laughs> right yeah because yeah you know, i was like shit you know what, what am i i have no business being here you know so myself I was this little geeky guy from sweden right barely speak english you right. know and um and he and the guy went up and did an audition and he could could barely play it was like a three-year-old like <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm like what the hell? And that's so that, you know, that was a crash course. And okay, this is LA for you, right? It's just a lot that, of talk. It's all about looks and this and this and this. So yeah. I, I try to incorporate a little bit of that into myself, of course, over the years. But I like yeah. to know that I have, like to think that I have a little bit to back it up with. As that's far the thing. As like you could, you could, you could have that front end, but you got to be able to play too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah, Exactly. I went to I went to I went to BIT back in the 80s and it was exactly the same thing. Like there was <laughs> there was guys that were great players that were really humble and there was guys that were really obnoxious that literally oh, could not play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. No, I I'm I'm glad I went through it. I'm glad you know I met a lot of cool people and and uh, you know I I, I maybe should have got into the studies a little bit more but you know for me it was always I wanted to join a rock band and, you know, right. do a kiss thing for guys and this and this and that, you know, so it's yeah. just like. What, um, how did, how did Lizzie Borden come about? Cause I actually, those guys have been around for like a while. That's a very, yeah, they very well, well respected band. So. Yeah. Um, I, it's a funny story actually. And I, I've told it before, but I was dating, um, a, a girl named Kim Nilsson at the time I came over from Sweden and, uh, uh and well, long story even make a shorter story even longer but i had sent a tape to mike varney's spotlight i don't right. know if you remember that in guitar player magazine. oh yeah 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 and mike varney's the legendary he actually lives in vegas but yeah i know he does yeah so legendary, legendary guy who you know basically brought over Ingvae, you know and and you know discovered richie Kotz and you know right. paul gilbert everybody in the business right and i had sent a tape to him and he thought it was good but it wasn't as good i mean i was like 14 right <laughs> and by the time he got the tape i was like 18 right that's a seriously how it was but and <laughs> this band phantom blue was signed to shrapnel records at the time they were all okay. female bands i don't know if you remember those guys but 
and yeah, uh, there was a lot of female bands at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but they they were shredders, uh, awesome. girls, uh, girl shredders, and um, she happened to be in the office in Mike Varney's office one time, and and he, as he was listening to the tape, and she goes, "Wow, oh, this guy's kind of cute. Uh, I've been looking for a pen pal." in sweden because <laughs> she she her her history was from from europe and she, oh, okay. so she wrote me actually and we, we were like pen palling back in the day this is when you were writing letters right wow. <laughs> from from you know so when i was 18 I, of course i looked her up and said hey you know and we actually started dating right and at that point they signed to to geffen my oh, okay. phantom blue did so right. she was like you know getting mainstream and she she knew Lizzie and Joey the drummer, mm-hmm. and she and they were going on tour and their bass player had bailed out or something, yeah. and they go hey I know this you know, nineteen year old whatever Swedish cute Swedish guy I guess and he's really good and they're like ah okay one of those shredders <laughs> we don't need that but somebody's boyfriend <laughs> yeah yeah someone's boyfriend and the shredder and, and and they're like but we're leaving in two weeks right so for the yeah. road. So, you know, what do we got to lose? And I went down, I did two auditions for the band and uh, I, I was just uh, pretty much ready to go back to Sweden at that point, right? I finished school and I was like, you know, yeah, I didn't see what's up and yeah. yeah, I didn't have a lot of luck with, you know, my visa that was running out and at that point, and, you know, so I was like, so I, I got the gig and, and uh, you know, of course, then took care of all the other shit with having an, on, having employment in the United States. And, right. And two weeks later, um, you know, I was on tour. Awesome. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, basically like you're a kid, right? Like at the time, I mean, 18 is like, Hey, it just hit the lottery. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you get paid for this. Like I get paid. They they give me like paycheck at the envelope and you have to sign. I'm like, I get free booze girls and and I get to play like live. Yeah. What's that to like? what uh, i yeah. should pay you you know right exactly so how, you you were with actually lizzie morton for like how many years like a long time right 20 something years i mean we broke up a few times over the years but yeah this is 20 something years yeah crazy yeah, we, had a, we had a lot of fun you know and i, I became part owner of the band um, oh, awesome. you know later on so that was good other incentive and, and yeah. uh yeah, yeah that actually, I mean, like that's a rare thing, right? Because yeah, a lot right. of times, especially if you're hired in as a side guy, you're usually just a salary. You don't get like a yeah. percentage or yeah, right. So we were, you know, we're splitting merch, but I was also, you know, super busy. We were going through bookings and you know, pulling yeah. promoters and booking flights and you know, yeah, it's a whole co-managed the band there for a couple of years, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's but a whole it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then when I started playing with George Lynch later on, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but later yeah, on, it was, yeah. it was just kind of refreshing. Like, okay, all I have to worry about is the songs. I show up on time and that's it, right? It's just like, there's no, yeah. I don't have to worry about flights or bookings. or It was quite refreshing to tell you the truth after. Yeah, because when you do it, like I did that with some of the bands, I, I've been often been the road manager or whatever. And like, you know, the thing is your gig never stops because you come home, the other guys go chill out. You're on the phone advancing the next gigs and next tour. Yeah. <laughs> Booking hotel rooms and fly. Like you said, it's like it's like a 24-hour day thing you never get away from. We were just um, talking, we were just talking about someone else about advancing shows and, and you had to like pull over back in those days because there's no cell phones. You would have to yeah. pull over at, at a paper <laughs> right. somewhere. Anybody got change? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like hey, hey, mom, can you check my answering machine? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know that story. Uh, how did how did the lynch mob thing happen? Because obviously, um, he's been really successful. Like, did you hook up with him with touring with 
with Lizzie or how did, how did that happen? Uh, well, you know, you run into people over the years, you know, on different functions and things like that. So you kind of, you kind of have a somewhat of a little relationship as far as, Hey, how you doing? You know? Right. And, um, it, it was, a just a friend of a friend, uh, it's kind of interesting how these things work because I had, I was going to be in a, this project with Nick Mensa and this uh, couple other guys and this other singer, doesn't matter his name now, he got the gig for, for Lynch at that oh, time. Okay. It was after Oni and, and, and all that stuff. So he got right. the gig and he goes, well, you know, we're looking for a bass player. And this guy goes, well, I know this really great bass player. So they Lynch called me up and say, Hey, what are you doing, man? And he, he didn't realize it was me at first, like who it was or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You're the and, guy um, from Lizzie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, so, you know, I went down and, and met everybody and, and got the, you know, I wouldn't even call it an audition. It was more like just come in and jam and we'll, we'll go for it. And, but when I showed right. up, he's like, Oh man, Martin. Oh man, I didn't realize, you know, like he put yeah. a face to it. He's like, know? Oh yeah. No, I, I know you can play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and um you know the singer after two rehearsals did not get the gig oh interesting he yeah. he got thrown out you know right. so and i'm just going oh i got the gig i'm not going anywhere <laughs> like he's looking at me like hey i brought you in you gotta leave with me you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit, what do i do yeah. like, so i mean that, that's actually i mean that's not an uncommon story no, right yeah not. like the drummer brings you in the drummer gets fired you yeah say. right so <laughs> Yeah, no, so, and that lasted, I, I guess, off and on six, seven years, because, you know, George got a million projects all the time, you know? Right, got, yeah, and you're, and you're doing other stuff, too, like, you have yeah. a solo record, you got yeah. some film and TV stuff. And, yeah, we uh, we did the Starwood uh, record that was with Lizzie, it was a sort of a more modern version of Lizzie, I guess, it's called Starwood, and we did one record, and it did really, really well. Yeah. That was sort of like a Lizzie, a Lizzie All-Star band, that, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just more mainstream kind of stuff, you know. Lizzie was playing guitar, and it was none of the theatrics or anything like that. Right, right. You know, so it's just uh, cool, very so, different. But um, and we actually opened for for Lynch on a bunch of shows, so I ended up doing double hitters. That, oh, that's you know, fun. So yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, like, you get you get double familiar. double the yeah double the money, and you don't have to move your gear around. So that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's a big win. Uh, so tell me about um, what you're doing now, and you've been with them since 2016. Was a Steel Heart? How did that happen? Um, and that's a really interesting band. Like a lot of people may not even realize that you guys or that band was actually the band on the soundtrack for Rockstar by Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, a anything you hear Mark Wahlberg on there is Millie singing. Yeah, and, and Millie's got such a killer voice. Man. Yeah, it's, crazy. It's, it's him and Jeff Scott Soto, I believe, that's okay. doing it. And um, some of the songs. They, you know, obviously, um, Millie wrote for the movie. And um, so, you know, kind of knew about the band and everything else. And, and um, I uh, I got called to cover for Reb Jones, which is a dear friend of mine, because um, mm -hmm. he was having a baby. <laughs> oh, okay. And, but I know that they, you know, that they had a little bit of falling out and, and Reb had to, you know, he's, you know, he works with George Thurgood and stuff like that, too. So, right. You know, so I, I covered for him for a few shows here and there and doing this and that. And then um, Rev and, and Millie had some sort of fallout, which I, I, I'm like, I'm not getting, if I learn what yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. get involved with this, you know, no politics, no this, no that. Right. Right. So, um, you know, and I, I guess it didn't work out. And then Millie called me and said, Hey, do you want the gig? You know? And I said, yes, I do. And, uh, yeah. and I, it's been great. Um, 
He doesn't take any crappy shows, doesn't do any filler shows or anything. And I know sometimes you kind of have to do that. Yeah, you for routing. Play, you know, in front of, yeah. you know, in Alaska on a Tuesday in front of 100 people, nothing wrong with Alaska, <laughs> but, you know, 50 people even, right? Just to, right. you know, just you for the routing. Just, yeah, routing and stuff. But with Millie, he's, uh, he's, um, he's very professional and he's, his work ethics are really, really good. Awesome. So, and, um, and it, it doesn't help that in a lot of the Asian countries, you know, I don't know if you know that song, She's Gone, but yeah, it's been I, like number one karaoke song in like South Korea, right. for example, for 20 years now. Yeah. So we go there and it's like, you know, 300 people waiting for him, you know, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. like fans. And uh, so it's really nice, you know, it's good. That's fun. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we, we have in the pentaport in 2018 i believe and then mm-hmm. you know 40, 45,000 people so right. it's how can you not love that game? yeah man and I, <laughs> I actually i i would totally encourage people to check out the videos on youtube because it's like yeah, thanks, that man. guy's voice is ridiculous it is high end and, and he they had hits way back when right like they had yeah, some big yeah. songs there's a couple um, of platinum albums i believe in there and, and yeah uh, we, yeah we, and then yeah. sorry go ahead Go ahead, go ahead, brother. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but I mean, most people now would probably once they hear the, the tune, they go, "Oh shit, yeah. yeah, I know that song from the you know from the film." There's a couple oh, yeah. of really big tunes that are like, and they're great. Even when I watch the film, I'm like that's a great freaking song. You know, I didn't know if Mark was singing or not, or whatever. yeah, right, 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 yeah. But so uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, and there's a new song in the works that uh, a lot of you guys out there have participated on, and. and called my freedom and millie wrote it and it's gonna be a steel heart song coming out but he's singing in like 14 different languages so in every language is going to be released and the people basically send in their vocals okay just so it's all mixed in there so it's like 250 vocals or something on the choruses from fans right so it's a sort of you know get out there and join everybody and it has a little bit about you know all the stuff we've gone through over the the last year and stuff so right yeah yeah, because you guys are a big, our big touring band. So with COVID, like you, it just totally like obviously it stopped all the touring and stopped everything. But this is more for any, for everybody. It's just my freedom is what it's called, and yeah, and um, you know, it's uh, it, it's going to be. Uh, I don't have a release date right now, but uh, Millie should probably talk more about this than I should. But uh, you know, yeah, it's cool. going to be cool. Everybody's going to send him videos and stuff like that to go with the right. video and. So it's kind of like a little bit of that. We are the world joining everybody together. But the fans are really excited about me. And we've got like 250 or some more vocals sent in from fans. Wow. Awesome. You know, so yeah. it's, it's cool. Where, where's, where's, uh, where's Millie actually from? Is he? Yeah, he, uh, he was born in, uh, is this Croatia or Slovakia? Croatia, Croatia. So yeah. I had okay. to think about oh, cool. like, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he's been here since he was like super duper young. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Again, like people like check that out, man. It's, it's, I mean, there's some great videos and, and, and all that stuff. The music's killer. Um, so you guys are like, basically you're, are you already starting to book dates or yeah, we have some dates? We were, we were supposed to have a, a, a streaming concert this last Saturday from Texas. It was a worldwide stream. And okay. fortunately because of um, COVID, Right. Uh, we had to postpone it because we had some people in our camp that, that got COVID and oh, okay. really sick with it. So we were supposed to meet in Texas and do the show and it was supposed to live stream. So this is last Saturday. So we're looking at rescheduling that, of course. But we, we have stuff from May, June, I believe, lined up. Oh, awesome. So there's some there's some 
stuff. We'll see if it goes through. It's uh, you know, go check the Steelheart website yeah. for dates. But yeah, I'm getting called for dates in, in the summer, so that's looking up. Like it was all these, all the promoters were real nervous about. Like I don't want to take the leap. Yeah. It seems like it's starting to turn around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping, and and I know we got a Vegas show coming up, so you got to come down for that. Oh, but, oh awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like sure. July or something like that, July 20th or something like that. And, okay. Uh, but you know, I I, you that, know, yeah. Go ahead. Yep. That would say, yeah, that'd be great. And I, I'm, I'm excited about, it. I mean, obviously like to just playing in general, it's just fun to play and it's nice to interact with people. And, but of course you want the people to be safe at the same time. Yeah. 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 Um, they, they had booked some shows earlier and we all kind of felt a little weird about it. Like, okay, well, people come to our show sure? <laughs> and you know, just in general, what if they come to our show and they get sick or someone even dies from coming to our show? Like that's, that's, that's a little heavy to live with. Right. That's just yeah. like, I was like, it's too but, stressful. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's not only you guys, it's the crew, it's everybody, right? It's a whole, it's a, yeah. it's a big machine. Yeah. So you want to get back there, but we want to do it safe. So, you know how it goes. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about um, ESP bases yeah. because uh, we were chatting about that a little bit before we started. So I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I know you got to have a killer collection. Hey, what's your address again? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we were talking about our friends, uh, our friend Makoto Suzuki, who's one of the main guys at, at ESP in Japan, but then you also, you know, the guys in the States. So how did the ESP thing first come up? Was that like with Lizzie Borden or how did that happen? Yeah. 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 And I told this story to people before, but I, um, we're going on the first Lizzie Borden tour and I had one base and I had a fender and I was like, you know, people kept telling me, you don't want the nice fenders and you know, you want to you know, on the road, if you can help it, you know? Yeah. And I, I had read some interview that the help, the Judas Priest guys, they don't bring the nice guitars on the road because they get so trashed. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll need some bases. So everybody, some, some people told me, Oh, you go check out these ESP guys. And I was like, okay, what are those? And they're like, Oh, it's a little custom shop on Sunset Boulevard in, in Hollywood. Uh, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> and I walked around, knocked on the door, and you know, I had no clue what I was doing, right? It was like, yeah, because you're like a kid. You don't, yeah, you don't even know how, how endorsements right. even yeah, work. Right? There's something to be said for that, though. You're just like, you don't know any, right? you know, the etiquette of how I'm supposed to do this. And you know, later on, I found out when you're supposed to send packages and this and this and this. And, right. you know, I was like, I just went there and knocked on the door and said, hey, you know, I'm playing the band called Lizzie Borden and a... We're going on the road right now. I'd like to work with you. Give me some bases. But, um, <laughs> you know, so and it was two guys. It was Matt and Todd, and they're all there. Matt's the president today, and Todd is um, uh, it's like the product development guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I was playing. I went, you know, they gave me a bass there, and I'm sitting going. <laughs> Showing You're doing all, all your nam, your nam licks. Yeah, it's like the, trying to play the best licks in within two minutes, right? Right. And, yeah. and the guy apparently he's like, okay, well, this guy is brutally honest, and he just he got balls by just coming knocking, and then and I started working with them, and they gave me a couple of bases at the time, or I might have it might have been a cost deal. I actually come to think about it, but either way. Yeah, it's a win. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I often tell people that that's a great way of getting into companies. Right. You know, sometimes people, oh, I want this for free and this for free. And it's like, you know what? Go get in there, get a cost yeah. deal, and then, and, and, you know, show your loyalty. Yeah, like you like you actually like the instruments you're willing to be a yeah. partner. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that was probably about 30 years ago now. So wow. I'm, still, I'm still with them and, and uh, working on some more Anderson custom stuff we had in the past, too, as well. I, eight string bass with them and 
all yeah. kinds of cool stuff. So, you know, I love it. Yeah, you're you're actually working on a signature base too, right? We, we have been, yeah. I, I, I We had done, um, it's actually, I don't know if you could see it right here, but it's, uh, this is actually one of the first prototypes, this guy. Oh, cool. It's yeah. A, it's an eight string um, base Martin Anderson nice. model. And um, what kind of pickups is it? EMGs or? Um, I had EMGs, but I also tried some Duncans in there as well. Yeah, um, yeah, Duncan's Duncan's making some cool stuff. I yeah. use one of their their preamps, and it's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Most 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 of my bases, so pretty much all of them, got the EMGs or the Geezer Butler model. Right. So it makes me think that I can play like Geezer if I put them in. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, um, you know they had some management changes over there and stuff, and I was like, oh, we're gonna go in a different direction, and eight strings, and not really our thing anymore. And, you know, yeah. I used to listen to Peter. Eight strings a great sound. Like I mean, yeah, it's not. Not so common yet, but I think it is a really, it's a really well, unique. Know, started playing around with the eight string and I was like, you know, the sound is really not that big of a difference between eight and 12. You right. still get the octave, you just get one more string, you know? Yeah, and you can always uh, even use like an octave pedal to sneak that Yeah, out. right, yeah. And, um, you know, basically what I did is I just put, I, I had the eight string and I would put um, either, sometimes I would split the signal or I would just put, you know, it would, one is clean bottom and heavy duty. And right. the other yep. one, it's just kind of the Billish Chan set up a little bit, but, and one would just kind of distortion. So when I was playing with Lynch, especially, you know, you, you got that rhythm going on in the background. It almost sounds like a guitar. So right. it was, you know, it's definitely a sound. What, what kind of a, what like strings and amps, who are you working with? Yeah, I'm pretty loyal. I, I, it kind of works for me. So EMG, you know, ESP basses, EMG pickups. Um, I used to do Dario strings, uh, cool. yeah. kind of custom sometimes um, packages, but either one of them works. And uh, yeah. yeah, they're great strings. Uh, full contact hardware bridges. bridges. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. I use those. Those are really good. And yeah, uh, this one doesn't have a hip shot on it, but uh, all my other bases usually have a hip shot, and I save yeah. my ass a couple. Of you guys, times when you're when you're playing in the bands that you work with, are you down tuning or like are you? In well, regular... for example, it's, it's a good. I'll show you. For example, there's been many times with Lynch, but even with um, Steelheart, where he's throwing some songs around, or oh, let's do this one right now, and yeah. and um, for example, Die Young. Oh, shit, it's supposed to be D, right? So it's just yeah. snap, and but now, obviously, you're going to... So, right. Anyway, yeah. So it's it saved my ass many times. Yeah, for, for like for metal, you need that bottom end, but you're not. You don't really. You know, you're really like a four string guy, right? Yeah, um, it's just old school stuff. I mean, Bill Sheen yeah. can do it on a four string. Like, you exactly. Know, you know, Billy could do it. I could do it. Yeah. I, I have a five. I have a five up here, and then some other yeah. stuff. So it's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Four string always feels like home for me for some reason. I mean, that's just what I started. I started on a P bass in high school. Like, uh, that's just that sound. It's just. It's just. It works, right? Yeah. Uh, it exactly. always works. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Cool. So yeah, are you for, doing? For you a, people who don't know, this guy is a freaking incredible player, man. So. Oh, just, thank uh, you. I try. Yeah. I just try to. I try to stay out of trouble. <laughs> Um, tell me about a little bit about your charity work because I know you've got a really cool thing that you established. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it, it, it's always fun to talk about it. It's, it's called from classical to rock, and um, we started. We started in 2016. I started with Yutan. She's a famous Chinese violinist, and I started with the late uh, Stan Sharp. Unfortunately, he's not with us anymore, but he's a cello player that you know, LA Phil and all this other right. stuff. And we had heard that it was most of schools 
in our area at the time, this is how it started, that did not have music. Or if it had music, it was paid for by parents. Yeah, they took music out of, out of the public school, which you know, is pretty correct. sad. Yeah, and it's really, really sad. We all know, you know, I know, and hopefully other people know how important music is from so many. I mean, if you do music, you accelerate in math and all kinds of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just anxiety, depression, everything is, is just related to music. And, and Absolutely. So we're like, holy crap, we should put together a concert. So I started making some calls and I got, um, I got Chester Bennington on board. I got awesome. Robert DeLeo from SDP and he's right. a friend of mine. And, you know, he lived in the area at the time and, and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. You know, so we just sort of, sort of, you know, we co-produced it together and we didn't really know what the hell we we're doing, but we yeah, yeah, onto yeah. something. Right. So I made some call. I got Gary Wright, the Dreamweaver guy. In, awesome. You know, that's like, killer. Yeah. That's a great lineup. Even, yeah. even those guys, <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah. So we did the first one in 2016 and it was a big hit. And then um, we were going to do one in 2017. And unfortunately, Stan, our partner and co-founder, he got pancreatic cancer. So we were dealing with that whole, yeah. And unfortunately, it, it, he was still here to see the 2018 one. Um, awesome. But he passed away shortly after. But um, the 2018, we're like, oh, let's go even bigger. Yeah. So we, get, we got together with this nonprofit school called, called OCMD uh, in, in Orange County. It's a nonprofit for, you know, if you're... Uh, low income and they don't charge music for music right. lessons it's a beautiful thing so we got involved and i started getting calls i called yeah we called up uh, randy jackson and he's like oh hell yeah, yeah. That's Imagine killer, man. yeah. You're, you're there playing freaking journey from randy jackson it's like okay that's yeah amazing. but that's but, you um, know that, that's such a great cause everybody every musician no matter how famous you are they we all feel that deal about the kids like it's so important yeah. i mean music really saved my saved my butt I would have probably, who knows what it would happen to me. If I right. You know I, mean? I often say that. Imagine how many kids there are in downtown, like Chicago or something or whatever, yep. that if they had an outlet, how many Michael Jordans there are, you know, that never gets the opportunity to end up exactly. in drugs and, you know, God knows what. Right? Or Beethoven or Bach, right? Yeah, what, right. If, what if nobody would have helped them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. So, you know, we had Nancy Wilson that year. We had... um and you know it was amazing it was awesome great fun play with johnny resnick of the google dolls doing songs like iris and stuff like that you know awesome. and but we also created some of our own materials so that was really cool instead yeah. of just doing like going in we didn't want to be like just going in having an orchestra play rock music so we right, started right. doing all yeah. this you know crazy having fun and mixing it up and classical yeah. stuff cool and, um you know, really hard playing stuff. I don't really read music anymore because I really keep it up. So it was, it's all ear for me for the most part. And you know, I yeah. can cheat myself way, but not like, like some of those classical guys, they come in and you, they get the sheet of paper yeah, and they can read. play. I'm like, all right. I always, I always say, just don't be the guy they have to stop for and you're good. <laughs> just don't be that guy. <laughs> hey, bass so, player, well, you know, figure out the part. <laughs> and, and 2018 was the first one we had a conductor on that oh, level. Okay. So, so like that's know, a whole other ball game. <laughs> that was an all lot of like, holy, but I learned so much and playing with Nancy and standing right next to her, you know, doing heart songs and now yeah. like, my teenage self was like <laughs> you know, yeah, um, right. Yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, like that's the cool thing about music. I mean, you know, when you you grow up with these people that you kind of idolize or that you you love, and then all, one day yeah. you find yourself standing on stage. And like that's I mean, that's an amazing thing about music, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is pretty amazing. And 
you know, some heroes, maybe you're not meant to meet, to meet them, but, uh, you know, well, yeah. but, <laughs> That's but true some too. of these guys are freaking amazing. And it's just, uh, you have to pinch yourself sometimes, you know? Right. So. What's your advice to young players, like young, you know, not only bass players, but just musicians that want to get into music and, and get into doing what you're doing? Well, you, you just gotta, you gotta keep at it. Unfortunately, these days it's like, oh, I want to do this and this and this and that, but they don't really want to put in the practice and the time to learn this craft unfortunately sometimes it's almost like you've got to have done all these independent movies before before they're shit but you learn right. so much and you yep. learn the process and you become comfortable with everything in order to when, when spielberg calls that one day right so but you know as far as general musician my advice that i always try to live by is i show up on time i know the songs and i'm in tune <laughs> yeah. and i so i'm not a problem and i think that's one of the reasons i did seven years with george because I was the only guy, I think, in those seven years that was consistent. Right. Because it was singers that didn't have cars. They were great singers, but our singers that didn't remember the lyrics, that didn't do the homework properly or, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, I, it's your it's your craft. It's like learning how to be a carpenter. Yeah. Like you have to learn how to use a hammer. You got to show up. Yeah. <laughs> the basics. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know that that's some some of my advice I think and just uh, yeah awesome but but also you know be healthy and, and uh, take care of yourself and you know dress for the part when you go in to do an audition too you know unfortunately right. you don't have to overdo it but look professional and, and yeah uh, if they're looking for a metal bass player like be in that lane right yeah <laughs> you know it, it is a little bit about the show too it's not just you know the mus musicianship you know I mean I remember we we auditioned. Um, so many guitar players for the for Lizzie Borden and right. we had Daria Lorena come in and stuff like that but we had so many guys that come in and they were amazing players they just didn't look the part they you know something yeah, like yeah, they yeah. had the, the guitar up here and they were looking at the <laughs> shoes the whole time or, <laughs> right yeah. it's okay to do I don't judge it but you know when you're going in for an act like Lizzie Borden where it's just a lot of theater and you know it's the actual yeah. rock right it's just like yeah well, I did that um I was working with JLo doing production and yeah. I was me her musical director the monitor guy and her in a room auditioning guitar players and I'm, I'm watching these guys and like amazing players right but some of the guys are making weird faces or looking at the ground and I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, yeah, look up, like, do it like you mean it. You know what I mean? It's funny. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, is she really short, by the way, Jayla? Never mind. No, she's pretty average. Actually, she's, it was funny because without, so I didn't, short, like, yeah, she was like, when I first met her, we were in the rehearsal room at SIR in Hollywood, and I didn't even know it was her because she wasn't wearing any makeup. She was just hair down and like, she was cool, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was funny. But she I, had great, a great band. We got a great band for that, for that, yeah. that tour, but. Uh, it's funny, like, you know, I've done auditions, you've done auditions. And it was like, just like you say, there's certain things like show up, have looked the part, be nice. Just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, you know, listen, something that people don't think about sometimes is if you go to a corporation and you get, you, you apply for a job there, it might be a good idea to, let's say, figure out where the political stance is or there's some yeah. of the charities <laughs> that they're involved with. So, right. you don't, you know, you know. That way, at least you don't have frogs coming out. You know, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, be yeah, like super just, liberal. Just... I'm super right. Well, well, this is a very, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> and the same thing with, you know, you might not go into Ted Nugent's camp and, and uh, if you're a total liberal guy, right? And, and yeah, it's gonna know, be a rough road. <laughs> it might be a rough ride or something you don't want to do. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. And um and but also maybe, you know, trying to figure out what they're into, like 
Right. You know, like Lizzie Borden, they were, we were really into Seinfeld at the time. So it was a lot of Seinfeld jokes and stuff like that. That's you know? cool. Yeah. So you kind of like, you, you know, do a little research. We, we posted that too and stuff. Yeah. So, but do a little research and see what they're into. So that way. Yeah. You can and figure out how, you, how you're going to fit into that puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause right. you gotta, you're going to be on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I always say. It's not, you know, how great you can play and this and this, and you're going to be on the bus for that between 23 hours a day. With that way person. more than you're going to be on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's so important, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining us, Martin. Like you have such a cool history. And, and I mean, we were only actually just scratching the surface because I know like there's so much more with what you do with film and television stuff and composing. Um, so let me, you know, when you guys get on the road, like maybe let's talk about that. Or maybe when you come to Vegas, we'll do something live or I'll come down and we'll chat. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd love I'll to meet Millie and, and, and the, yeah, I'd love to meet Millie and the guys and, and uh, maybe we can yeah. grab some video and stuff. Yeah, no, I got a lot of inquiries, especially over this last year about doing some sort of bass record. And I have a lot of songs yeah. right like, cool. around, so I love to do that. And obviously, I'm always pimping myself. I'm drinking out of my own mug, for God's sake. Yeah. Hey, me too. Representing. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, well, cool, man. Thank, yeah. thank you so much. And um, definitely... Uh, yeah, keep me keep informed about what you guys are doing when you start on the road, and uh, yeah, definitely, absolutely. And also on the bases, I'm 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 really excited to see what you end up doing with that, um, uh, with the, the signature stuff. So it's exciting. We got we got to talk again, man, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, Thank okay, you, cool. Yeah, and then we'll we'll tag um, everybody. We're gonna tag um, all of your information, all your social media stuff on the podcast description. So everybody, look for that. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool, I, got, I, I, gotta, I gotta get on that a little bit more. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. All right, cool, man. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, man. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, and please consider subscribing to our podcast and follow us on our social media pages for guest announcements.